Well, this war of words between uh, war of words and war of products between U.S. and Chinese officials is really heating up. And there's an interesting angle on this. It's not just products that are potentially being affected, but it's American education. And nobody knows this topic any better than our good friend, Dr. David Boris. Good morning of the Family Business Legacy Institute, Institute, of course. Good morning, doctor. Great to have you with us as always. Mark, always a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, you've got some special insight into what's going on here because China traditionally has a real keen interest in American education. Before we get started on the particulars of this, why is China so fixed on American education? Because China is becoming more and more of a capitalist country. Uh, While they will remain politically communist, uh, economically speaking, they are transitioning. They have been transitioning for about a decade now uh, with economic hotspots throughout their nation, and they're continuing to blanket that throughout the country. And as a result, the Chinese are uh, sending uh, their students to to the hotbed of uh, capitalism, which is the United States of America. To what degree is it prestige? Is it a porthole into corporate life uh, or, or versus just total respect for American education itself? Is it a, a somewhat of a combination of things, Doctor? It really is, Mark. I, I think you hit it right on the head. It's, it's all of those things. And uh, there are many uh, Chinese that will save for generations so that their children can go to the very best and, and finest schools, schools that, quite frankly and sadly, uh, we in the United States take for granted. And uh, they send their children here. Uh, they return home. It's a tremendous brain drain on our academic system and, and ultimately our economic engine. Uh, but they return home and uh, do quite well within their home country. And as you've been explaining to me, Doctor, it, it's not just respect and admiration. China actually wants ownership at American education. Now, what's that all about? Well, the real challenge, Mark, is that many colleges and universities have put up roadblocks uh, to Chinese students despite the fact that there are 350 to 400,000 Chinese students that enter the United States a year to go to American colleges and universities, there still are roadblocks in many school systems and many colleges and universities throughout the country to Chinese or international students coming to their school. So what the Chinese have done is they've started to buy up cash-strapped American colleges and universities. I I know that because I've assisted with uh, several of these transitions from colleges that ultimately, from an operational standpoint, are having great difficulty. Uh, And so as a result, uh, these Chinese uh, investors, such as Beijing, Taiwan, have stepped in and are buying these cash-strapped colleges in an effort to save them, but also in an effort to uh, afford their students the opportunity to come to schools that are ultimately Chinese-owned and operated. Generally speaking, just to what degree does China right now, as we're talking, actually have an investment in in American colleges? I mean, right here in America itself, is it pretty extensive, Doctor, or or at this point, where are we on the scale of of total ownership? It's it's starting and growing. Uh, In the the last year, uh, I have uh, found that there are five colleges uh, that have been purchased, Dowling, uh, Bush, and Westminster, uh, mainly on the East Coast, but I can tell you that uh, I've been working on projects right here in uh, good old Wisconsin, uh, where there are Chinese investors looking to buy. And many of our private schools in particular, we have 18 uh, private colleges and universities throughout the state. Uh, many of those are in very difficult financial situations. And uh, this, uh, this allows them to continue uh, and uh, ultimately with a different owner. And from your perspective as an educator, doctor, this could be a good thing. I mean, foreign ownership uh, is not bad when it comes to American education, is it? 
Well, yes, that's true. Uh, I think we have to be a bit cautious. Uh, not too long ago, uh, we had a case where uh, a Chinese individual was spying on American colleges uh, right close to home in Milwaukee. I believe it was the medical college uh, that uh, had an individual that was spying on uh, some, some cancer research. So I think we have to be very cautious uh, with that. Uh, you know, here in the state of Wisconsin, most of our private institutions are, are liberal arts schools. I'm not sure that there's a whole lot that they can steal on Shakespeare, but I think that we do have to be a bit cautious that uh, that this is going on. And ultimately, why are Chinese seeing great investments when Americans aren't? I think that's, that's yeah. the key. But there's, there's another part to this, Mark, that I think is very fascinating. In the last 10 days, and this is why I reached out to you and suggested this, uh, in the last 10 days, I have seen a tremendous uh, transition, 180-degree transition, as this whole uh, Trump trade debate is heating up. We're seeing the Chinese market has, in essence, dried up. Uh, and by that, I mean that Chinese students are not as interested as they were 11, 12 days ago in coming to the United States. How serious is that? How temporary might that be, in, in your opinion, doctor? Well, I, I, I think that it, it could be temporary. I think it could pick up just as quickly as it dried up. But I would say to you, this is, uh, this is April, and uh, this is prime time. And if, in fact, uh, we lose, uh, say, a couple hundred thousand Chinese students coming to American colleges, uh, that will have a significant impact on more profitability for American colleges and universities in this country. Uh, you're pretty concerned about this as an educator, aren't you? I am. I think that it's uh, it's worth note. Uh, we typically think about goods. Uh, we don't typically think about services when it comes to trade wars. And so I, I think that it is definitely something that we need to stand up and take note. Do you think this is even on the White House radar, that the White House appreciates what you're talking about here? I doubt seriously that most educators in Wisconsin have it on their radar. And so I guess I'm I'm uh, sounding the, uh, the sentinel call here that uh, we really have to take a look at all, not just Chinese, but all of international investment. Uh, we have for a long time been enjoying uh, foreign dollars in our colleges and ultimately in our economic engine. And when we start, uh, I'll use the phrase, ticking off our, our foreign investors, uh, they will go away not only in buying Harley-Davidson motorcycles, but also in buying American colleges, universities, and education. Now, from your perspective, Dr. Borst, um, how important is it from the Chinese perspective to have in one's resume when entering corporate life or whatever, to have that American education on their resume. It, it, is that, how, how important is, is that, and where will that get someone from abroad? Well, uh, unless you're looking to work for the government, uh, I think most Chinese would prefer to have an American degree. Uh, because it really does offer a tremendous segue into, into the private enterprise. Uh, in Wisconsin, we have Kohler Manufacturing as an example that has uh, uh, offices over in Beijing, and I believe manufacturing processes in Beijing. And, and so it's very important uh, for uh, the Chinese to develop those kinds of opportunities for uh, for their young people and ultimately to work not only in American businesses, but also uh, in more globalized operations as well. So I think it's very important. Doctor, as always, your insight is very interesting. We appreciate your time and happy Easter to you. Blessed Easter. Thank you, Mark, for the opportunity as always.